The Notorious OTB on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their over-under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to check out our relaunched merch store where you can get all your favorite SGPN gear. Just go to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Oh man, you've seen our logo. You know the Notorious OTB is going to have some merch it was all a dream we used to read blood horse magazine welcome to the notorious otb i'm your host chase sesums the wolf of oaklawn and man, I, I've got with me the man so nice. He's been invited thrice. That's right. Matthew DeSantis. He's almost, he, he's one hit away from the cycle in this, I believe. <laughs> Matthew, how's it going, man? Going well, Chase. It's great to be here. It's always a blast talking to you about horses and just about life in general. So uh, thrilled to be here and thrilled to be talking about Colonial Downs, which is a track near and dear to my heart and near and dear to me physically as well in terms of geography. So, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, we I definitely uh wanted to get the locals in for the for the people close to their track. You know, like we got Barry in the last episode to talk the Florida tracks. Uh, yeah. you know, I, I got I got people. I got a, a network. <laughs> it's a syndicate. Um, but yeah, I, so here's what I really like about Colonial Downs, folks, and what makes it kind of fun to play is I call this a boutique meet. It's maybe it maybe runs a little bit longer to be like a real like boutique boutique meet. It's not like a, like Kentucky Downs or like the Caneland Spring meet right. that only runs like two weeks. It's got a little bit of running time, but it's so turf heavy. You're, if you love turf racing, you're going to get a ton of that. And if you're jumps racing, I'm not sure of anyone who does more jumps racing in the United States. No. Uh, I know Naira does, you know, Saratoga. They'll have maybe one or two on the card. Same with same with, you know, Belmont occasionally, but. Yeah, if you if you like horses doing things other than running on flat ground, <laughs> colon, this is, colonial it is. Yeah, colonial it is, and and this is a region of the country that I think if you're not from this area, you may not know this, but <clears throat> this is a really huge horse country area, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of non-racing horses that are around here. So this is a huge fox hunting area uh, for mounted fox hunting. So you see a lot of off-track thoroughbreds being used uh, in mounted fox hunting. Northern Virginia is kind of the epicenter of that. Uh, Mm -hmm. You see a lot of point-to-point races uh, that take place in Maryland and Virginia as well. You see a lot of jumping that takes place in the western part of the state. So there's a very vibrant culture of that in Virginia. And if you're not from here, you probably think that, you know, you, you probably don't know about it or it just seems odd. But, you know, while Virginia may not have the pedigree of Kentucky or New York, or California, or even Florida, it is one of those states where there's a very vibrant horse culture, and it manifests itself in a lot of different ways, not just, like you said, flat surface running. This is contrary to uh, everything I've already been told about Virginia. I'm from Virginia, what ain't shit to do but cook, pack it up, sell it triple price, fuck the books. I'm not gonna lie, I love that album so much. Hey, and hey, we're gonna tie it all together. 
Virginia, also the home to just you just do your do your hip hop history. If you like hip hop, a lot of your favorite oh, artists actually came from Virginia. I mean, let's talk clips, Pusha T, Malice, Missy Misdemeanor Elliot, uh, Pharrell, Chad Pharrell, Hugo, yeah. put them together. Yeah. They're in ERD. Uh, I, I want to say Timbaland is also from yeah. uh, yeah, from yeah. Virginia. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot <clears throat> of good music coming out yeah. of the Virginia Beach area. Yep, the Virginia exactly. Virginia Beach area is huge, uh, and it's actually because. One of the guys who was in the New York rap scene in the 80s, and I forget his name now, but like moved down to Virginia to kind of get away from some of the violence and just discovered all of this talent and just started kind of, and he was the only one who had kind of production knowledge and so started this kind of cottage industry in, uh, in, in, uh, in Virginia Beach in that area. So yeah, Clips always a favorite in this house as well. I- Imagine just bumping into an undiscovered Timbaland who doesn't know his potential and he's just sitting there, you know, you're listening to an R&B song and he's just throwing random like baby noises on top of it, you know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so th- this is my last thing I'm going to I'm going to mention about about uh, Colonial Downs and Jumps races before we yeah. get into uh Matthew and I are going to handle the the mid pick four in this uh, card. M- much thanks to Matthew for actually picking out this sequence. Uh, <laughs> I was lost. I didn't know what to do. Um, but yeah, my so I don't know how it is for you, but I like to watch the European jumps races in the morning uh, yeah. because I'm a degenerate gambler. Mm-hmm. And uh, my favorite type of jumps horse is the one that doesn't actually jump through the over the the hedge. It just kind of Kool-Aid man's like through through the hedge. It's like, how does yeah. this count? How how are you how are we not like if this was American Gladiators, you would have lost seconds, a matter of you know, a few seconds for this. <laughs> no, it's it's the uh you know, it's the hurdler who hits every single hurdle on the way over. Uh yeah, yeah no, there, there is. Or and sometimes and I appreciate sometimes when the horse just decides we're not gonna do any of that today we're gonna go around it instead like we're yeah. just not gonna um i always have a lot of respect for horses that are just like whatever and there yeah. was recently actually a clip that kind of went viral of a horse that had lost its rider and was kind of like on the jumps course and like ran over to the horse that was in the lead just to be like hey and then like ran back in the other way nice <laughs> and, and nice. you could tell everybody's like what's going on but uh no it's uh, it's a lot of fun and you know just one last thing about colonial is it is uh it's an interesting track in that it's in New Kent, Virginia, which is mm-hmm. predominantly in the middle of nowhere. Right. And uh between Richmond and Williamsburg, and it gives a different feel for the track because I think a lot of tracks, particularly in the mid-Atlantic, uh, and probably throughout the country, are you know in urban or pretty heavily populated suburban sure. centers. Sure. And when you go to Colonial, you kind of, you know, you you know you're close when you lose cell service and you're like, oh, I'm in the middle right. of nowhere now. And then there's like an Exxon station and you make a left. And and that's how you know you're there. And there's this huge property around the track uh, yeah. that is it's gorgeous country. It's beautiful. But you, it really is kind of this like oasis in some ways in the middle of the kind of backwoods of Virginia. So it's a really interesting track. The turf there is particularly interesting. A lot of live long shots, I think, particularly early in the meet. Uh, Jessica, uh, Jessica Paquette, who does a great job as the paddock analyst, uh, always told me that sometimes it's a different breed of turf horses that do well at Colonial, yeah. uh, that sometimes your traditional turf horses struggle all over that ground. So uh, it just means better prices for people you know, wagering on the day. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, That's something I've always noticed. Now, I, I want to say Colonial, what, I mean, Colonial was a running track 
then it shut down for a little bit of time and then it yeah. reopened. Uh, I want to say this is about its third year uh, back, yep. back open now. And yep. just the the horizontals the first year, whenever they came back, were just absurd. It kind of reminded me of like Turfway before they, they changed to the to the new servant, uh, surface where it was just, you know, you could you could win on two or three on a pick three, kind of kind of pay off. So right. While we are at it, let's go ahead. Let's jump in. We're talking about the mid pick four starting race six at Colonial Downs. That is next Monday, July 11th. And let me get you the post time and set a great example of how not to be prepared before you start a podcast. Here we go. Race six, uh, post time, 405 Eastern, uh, 305 Central. Uh, we open up with the punch line. A 125K, five and a half furlong turf stakes race. It's for three-year-olds, and it's uh, for horses that are registered Virginia bred or Virginia sired. And uh, I don't know about you, but... Uh, um, yes, I'm, I'm singing. I, I want to mingle. You want to mingle? Yeah. Now- I think I'm singling. I think I'm singling first, <laughs> first like, the, like the minister of the super heavy funk just said himself. Uh, I love it. I, I think I might try to single the two elusive mischief. Um, mm-hmm. So you you're gonna have to correct me if I'm not Johnny Doppler on the spot here. But it looks yeah. like it's been fair, pretty dry, hot and dry uh, in in that area uh, yes. for kind of like how it is here uh, for the last couple of weeks. So I'm expecting a hard dry turf course. Now they're getting going to get maybe a little bit of rain, and I think this could maybe soften it up just enough for a horse that's not necessarily on the lead, like it's a you know like a saratoga inner turf whenever it gets dry up there where the horse on the on the lead on the hedge just fucking flies yeah. uh, I, I think this could be a, a good track for for uh pocket horses so yeah the two elusive mischief kind of kind of fit that that uh you know mold for me it's i i also am probably just getting into the trap where uh i i think there's too much speed for someone to wire in a five and a half for a long race and so i look at a closer even though the closer never gets there it happens. I mean, I think that's, that's a, it's something that happens to me too, where I have to kind of remind myself, you know, when I see ones across the board on all these different horses, I have to go, well, it's only five and a half furlongs, Matthew. Like do we, you know, this is not, somebody's maybe probably not going to come from the clouds. Right. Uh, and you know, it, it, but you never know. I mean, sometimes you get the Aloha West, you know, at the breeders cup, you know, coming from the clouds to, to kind of win. So it, it, it happens. Uh, and, and so, yeah, I mean, listen, uh, Nothing wrong with picking uh, elusive mischief there. I mean, this is a horse that's come in second the last two punchline uh, efforts. Uh, so has some good experience at Colonial, three for four in the top two in a career at Colonial with a victory. So is able to navigate that turf. Uh, I also like the, I do like the two quite a bit. I also like the five determined kingdom. You're getting a little bit more value there uh, at five to one. This is a horse that actually stretched out at the JW Murphy on Preakness weekend uh, and, you know, made a run, uh, you know, and I was surprised because this was a really a sprint horse that then went and ran a mile uh, that day and was just way in the back, was 17 lengths back early and made a run. You could argue past some fatiguing horses, probably so, but did make up about 10 lengths uh, throughout the race on, on that day and then comes right back to a five and a half furlong sprint at Laurel and runs beautifully and, and hits the wire and wins uh, by a neck uh, that day in an optional claimer. 
So I, at five to one, I like it. I, this horse can be forwardly placed. This horse does have some, you know, s- speed to be able to sit kind of right off the early speed, not get too sucked up into it. So it doesn't need to make a run like it did that day at the JW Murphy. Uh, and like I said, a five to one adds a little bit more value and maybe covers me a little bit more from a, a pick four sequence. So I'll probably use the two and the five uh, in this race. Listen, no matter what happens, it looks like we're going to be picking a horse that's going to be chasing. Virginia, we smirked at the Simpson trial. Yeah, I guess the chase was wild, but what's the fuss about, see? So, yeah, I, I, I like the five. If I was going to go too deep, that was one I was going to consider. This is one that I just, guys, if you're listening, you want to take just a flyer. Uh, a horse that I watched all pretty much all winter, uh, two years in a row, uh, Boldor uh, for Steve Asmussen. This is a Munnings baby that will run on broken glass. Uh, in the park in the parking lot in Roadhouse like while while fighting Patrick Swayze all at the same time uh th- this horse just has a lot has a lot of guts I think you I'm not sure if you're getting a fair price but I think you might buy post time so that's one I'll one I'll call out yeah and I'll I'll give you an underneath play uh as well which is the number eight jump back Jack uh this is a horse that again is you know going to give you a little bit more of a price uh, and is at 12 to one on the morning line right now. Uh, so you're getting some nice value there. This is a horse that just broke its maiden on the turf. But here's the thing. The horse rarely ever runs on the turf. Uh, and every time they put this horse in the turf, he runs pretty well. And so it's just, you know, unfortunately, only four career efforts on this uh, on the turf, three times in the money with one win. Like I said, just broke its maiden last time on turf. But I think, you know, it would need to progress, no doubt about it. But I think from an underneath standpoint, has something that's interesting, does have some speed that it can flash. Uh, so I, I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe this horse holds on for a piece uh, at, at a big price. Okay. I like it. I like pieces at big prices. Moving on, we're going to hit race number seven here. Uh, this one, I mean, also a pretty interesting little race. Uh, what, what I, when I say interesting, I mean, what I'm noticing is that you have a lot of horses who are coming in who are coming in from uh, racing not in a temperate tropical climate during the summer. And so they're not on the turf a whole bunch. They've been knocking around, you know, the Midwest and the uh, and the Mid-Atlantic. So they're just now going back on turf for the first time. A whole bunch of those here. Uh, and this is a, I should go ahead and clear that up. It's another five and a half furlong uh, sprint on the turf. Uh, it's for uh, claiming price of $16,000 uh, for three-year-olds. And uh, God bless you for keeping your conditions simple here, uh, Colonial. It's just for non-winners a three lifetime. I love it. I hate when you start adding in, but uh, I haven't done it on consecutive Tuesdays and all that crap. <laughs> no, and when there's like the purse minimums and things like that, I'm like, ah, you've lost me. Like, I can't yeah. do math like this. All right. Yeah, I'd much less keep track of what math I'm supposed to do. Um, <laughs> so I, I think we ended up on a lot of the same horses here. Uh, I, I started last. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Let's see what you got. So this is this is one where I think f- from a pick four sequence, you want to spread a little bit more. This feels like there's a lot of potential plays you could go in, and just depending on how who gets what trip, how the break goes, you know that sort of thing. How the trips are, uh, it could go a few different ways. So I, I think you want to be cautious with this leg of the pick four, in my opinion. Uh, but a few horses that I'll identify: one, uh, the six etched in stone. I think this horse makes a lot of sense from a pace setup standpoint. There should be some pace up front. We just talked about maybe not overthinking that too much, but I do think this sets up nicely. This is a horse that is getting back on the turf. You mentioned was off the turf at uh, Hawthorne and, and uh, Gulfstream 
uh, you know, late last year, early this year, and is getting back on the turf. Had run some really nice $75,000 optional climbers uh, on the turf at Arlington Park last year. So, uh, you know, certainly is probably taking a little bit of a step down in class. Larry Ravelli's the trainer bringing in his top jockey, Jareth Loveberry, uh, for the ride. So, like to see that. That's certainly a horse of four to one. You're still getting a little bit of value. We'll see what you end up getting by post time, but uh, certainly a horse I'm interested in. Uh, Scotty Brown, the number five horse, another horse. Four for six in the money at this distance, getting Trevor McCarthy, the jockey, uh, to come down uh, for the opening day here uh, at Colonial. So that's certainly a horse that's intriguing to me, uh, getting a little bit more there, I think, at five to one on the morning line. And then I'll kind of throw out two long shots that I'm interested in. One is Westward Look. Uh, This is a horse that's eight to one, the number three horse, cutting back from a mile. Uh, and normally I don't like that cut back from a mile to five and a half furlongs. I prefer it to like a mile to six and a half or a mile to six, five and a half. Sometimes it's just a bridge too far, but certainly this horse does have good early speed. Uh, and so this horse has shown the tactical speed necessary to having a five and a half furlong sprint shouldn't get worn out because this horse can run a lot, you know, for days. And a lot of times that's a beneficial thing on that colonial turf that is a little bit more undulating, not quite as undulating as Kentucky downs, but sure. a little bit more uneven. Uh, so like a little bit of value there. And then I think hushed hijinks, uh, the number uh, eight horse at eight to one is also kind of an interesting horse, maybe to play underneath feels like a lesser version of etched in stone to some extent, but should benefit from the pace as well. And uh, has run competitively in turf sprints. That's uh yeah, we, we see eye to eye quite a bit. And I also, I mean, my top pick here is also going to be etched in stone with uh Ravelli and a lover boy. Now the women love you when you get out there. Why do you think that is? What'd you say? The women love you when you get out there. Why is that, ladies? Well, I'm asking you. Huh? <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so, so glad that I found this this one, those before this episode. Because I knew I had a guest who was going to appreciate them. Uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty much the, the exa- close to the exact same. The only uh, horse that I'm going to throw out that uh, you didn't necessarily include uh, was the the uh, seven bosses pal um you know a lot of speed i don't know the trainer very much uh looks like forest voice has been having a pretty good 2022 doing pretty well on turf uh this is another one that could sit just right behind the pace uh, and try to pick up the pieces late uh it looks like the blinkers come off i don't see any stats on it you know uh plenty of you know three career w- sorry two career wins both of them are on the turf uh so i you know i think that another chance on the firm turf here uh you know at colonial after running two on the uh turf at laurel might take a step forward and if the horse takes a step forward off of that then i think the horse is fast enough to win and then i'll just casually mention uh commodore barry i you got to spread this race and i i thought that this was one that i pretty much just had to add in uh to have that off pace presence yeah no that makes a lot of sense and i have to say i just talked to the, your guest from last episode, Barry Spears, earlier this morning, and I mentioned to him about mm-hmm. Commodore Barry uh, as uh, as a horse that's running this weekend. So I think Barry now, Barry Spears, is going to potentially be playing Commodore Barry on Monday uh, for the, if nothing else, just for the name. So man, we we had me and Barry had a blast earlier earlier this week. Uh, we got a, I guess we'll uh, probably this this won't be edited in time, but if if you hear it in time, uh, check out our pick five t- uh, ticket for uh, today at, uh, at Gulfstream Park. Um, so we are halfway through the pick four. Um, you know, I gotta, I gotta satisfy some obligations. Gotta get some words in from the sponsors. I'm going to be back with Matthew DeSantis with more 
the notorious OTB brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We will be right back. Make sure to get down on the wins. Bet $50, win $200 promotion where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. If you're betting baseball, you have to check out WinBet and their reduced juice in baseball games. Makes them the best place to bet the MLB. And now, bet $500 or more on sports or in the casino before July 31st, 2022 and get entered to win the Ultimate Fantasy Football Draft Experience at Encore Beach Club. It includes a two-night stay at Win Resorts for you and your entire league. Multiple entries are allowed. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And now, on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can make money on Sleeper 2 by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, number of points in a basketball game, hits in a baseball game. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contest and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new Over Under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's right, join our squad and get the 100% deposit match at sleeper.com slash SGP. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. We've relaunched the SGPM merch store. There's tons of awesome gear from your favorite SGPN shows. Just go to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. That's store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. You've seen our artwork. You've seen our dope logos. You've heard our dope catchphrases. Now be the dopest D-Gen on the block when you have one of our sweet podcast shirts. Welcome back to the Notorious OTB. We are halfway through a pick four. It's not... We're not like right in the middle because it's an even number. And so like it kind of splits it two and two. It's it was, I'm not going to say it was an awkward stopping point, but it was a stopping point nonetheless. And we pick it back up. We're looking at race eight, the one mile on the turf, $125,000 purse, Edward P Evans stakes. Once again, on the turf, uh, another one for the uh, Virginia bread or Virginia sired. Um, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to stick my flag in the ground here and say uh, that I, when it comes to large and I just uh, don't, 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 don't believe the hype. Listen, this horse has run in all sorts of graded stakes races. It has won a graded stakes race. It won the Fort Lauderdale at uh, Gulfstream. Then it wheels back to the Pegasus, uh, Pegasus World Inventational Turf, whatever they're calling it now, and runs a huge race. And it completely took the starch out of this horse. This horse has gone hard off of form. Just you can tell based on the class cliff that is absolutely yeah. plummeted off of. And I do not trust this horse. I'm going to use this as an opportunity to try to get around it. Um, and so I, I let off with the the five, uh, Kendama, at eight to one on the morning line. Uh, second off the claim, uh, 
should move forward uh, after being rained off the turf last time and kind of put out a lackluster performance, but that's not what it was there to run on. Um, you know, uh, the trainer Myers, uh, 18% non-graded stakes and, uh, you know, has shown the history of improving second off the layoff uh, in previous barns, but it looks like that's something that the horse, you know, itself could do. I always preach, you know, sure. Trainers are good at some moves, but what was what the horse good at? That's, that's really gonna, you know, it's not, it's not the trainer with Jareth Loveberry on his back bombing down the stretch at the end of the day. It's, it's going to be the horse. It, it, it matters what the horse likes. It does. And, you know, it's interesting. I think this is an opportunity uh, maybe to talk about, you know, for people who are listening, who, you know, may play stable duel, which is a fantasy horse racing uh, mm -hmm. game. Uh, that's something when you talk about tossing hard, largent, I think that's something if you're playing stable duel, because all the prices that you have to pay for these horses with your fictional stable money is set on the morning line and yep. largent at even odds on the morning line is going to cost you 20% of your overall budget. And so that's an automatic toss from a stable duel standpoint. Like I right. just don't have any confidence in this horse to run that big of a race uh, here. And like you said, the class cliff is dramatic and it's not as if he's, catching a win there. I mean, he's, he's dropping down and he's still not doing well. And right. so I, I, I do think his best days are, uh, you know, behind him. Uh, and so, yeah, Kendama feels like a horse that is just the ascending type of horse and a horse that I like to use in a lot of cases uh, that kind of keeps getting better. Uh, and this is a horse that you should point out uh, ran third behind Largent when Largent was running really well. Right. Uh, you know, back uh, in 2020. So uh, certainly has shown some ability in that regard. And really, this horse has only ever run poorly. I mean, you can explain when this horse runs poorly every single time. Last right. time out, it was rained off the turf. You just draw a line through that. At Kentucky Downs was stretched out to over a mile and a half. You can draw a line through that. You know, debut effort, okay, was was a little uneven. Every other start, this horse turns in a very honest effort and a very strong effort. So uh, I like this horse quite a bit in this spot. Like I said, ascending speed figures. Uh, Toledo's a, a good jockey who I trust in this spot. The workout tab looks pretty solid and is kind of moving in the right direction, I think. So uh, I, I do like the second off the long layoff, uh, but I, I think this horse provides great value at eight to one. Yeah, and then you mentioned it from a from a stable duel standpoint. This is absolutely great value because the the morning line on this horse is going to come down. Also, it's a horse that has a running style that's not a uh, all or all or nothing, you know, lead or quit type horse. It's a horse that's going to be running fast late. That at worst, it's not going to cost you a ton of points. So I, I, that's a great point for all the stable du duel players out there. Uh, the only other horses that I'm considering adding to the ticket, uh, I, I had the one uh, passion play. Uh, I, I thought the horse, you know. Might stay, uh, might stay closer to the pace. Uh, it, you know, it, if it comes down to it, quick enough to maybe get out there and win it, win it on the front. You've got mm -hmm. a great mid-Atlantic uh, trainer with Mary Epler, uh, also a great mid-Atlantic jock with uh, uh, Horatio Caramanos. Um, definitely worth a play. And then I, I got to work in my Oakland horses uh, at, at all costs. <laughs> uh, we got Alex June, who Alex June uh, burnt, burned me a couple times. Um, I want to say even it's last out, but this is, I mean, the, her, the horse tries hard, uh, you know, a majority of the time, if it doesn't, you pretty much got a, a explanation for why it doesn't, why it didn't. Uh, but if we look back at its history, it's only got three wins. And, uh, you know, one of those is on turf. It came at the distance. Uh, I, I like Alex June for 10 strike racing uh, to maybe, you know, 
at the very least get a piece, but also uh, to maybe kind of play shocker. And if you're playing stable duel, that's another one. That's a steal. You could even double up in this, in this race. I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, and passion play is a really good horse. Uh, I, I, that's the other one I circled and, and mainly because three for three winning at colonial downs. And again, I, I mentioned this earlier, that turf track is a little bit different. And I like to see horses that have run successfully up at this track and can navigate this turf course, particularly routing. And so, uh, I, you know, that you just can't ignore that. The, the fact this horse knows how to get around this track so well. Caramanos, like you said, very trusted jockey in the Mid-Atlantic uh, and has some versatility. Like you said, has that tactical speed to either maybe get out, you know, and, and breaking from the inside, he's going to want to use some of that tactical speed so not to get shuffled back. So he's going to be forwardly placed. The question is, does he sit in the pocket? Does he go out actually on the lead? Uh, but I, I think, you know, that horse has enough class that I'm not too worried about him getting worn out in any regard. Uh, and like I said, very familiar with the track. So this is one where, you know, we spread in the last race. I think this is one where you kind of shrink back down a little bit with your pick four ticket. I, I don't know what it is about how you, whenever your tone, whenever you say that the, the turf track at colonial is a little bit different, gives me flashbacks to like my, uh, like junior high and high school guidance counselors talking about me to my parents. Just like Chase is a little, he's a little bit different. I just I want to make that clear right off the bat. <laughs> What's funny is I had a second grade teacher, Mrs. Burkhart, who, when my parents went to, uh, it, it's every parent's nightmare. They go to, uh, you know, the open, open house or parent teacher night. And we had those desks that just opened up and then you put everything inside the desk. And I was the kid whose desk was like, not even because I had so much crap, like shoved into my desk that it was always, and I would have to like, hold my forearm down to like yeah. take tests to make sure my pencil didn't roll off. And Mrs. Burkhart, who God bless her, taught my mother actually as well. Oh, wow. would, and my mom was so embarrassed and she would say, you know, Oh, you know, Mrs. Burkhart, I am so sorry about Matthew's desk. And she would always say the same thing. She would say, Faith Ann, Matthew is a global thinker. And if I ask him to get something out of his desk, he knows exactly where it is and he can get it out as quickly as the other children. And you don't have to worry about this. It might be messy to you and me, but he's a global thinker. And that's so yeah. that was a get out of jail free pass for the next like 35 years uh, with my mother. Like whenever anything is a mess, I'm like, I'm a global thinker, mom. Like this is the way yeah. I just this approach is, this. This is too micro for me. I'm all in on the macro at this point. <laughs> exactly. All right. We have got one race left in this pick four sequence, but I'm going to make you wait for it. We are going to take one more quick break. You're going to listen to my beautiful pre-recorded ad reads. I'm telling you what, I'm coming up with the ad reads. You guys, I, I'm out of here in like five months. I'm just on that that commercial ad read teat. Just kidding. I love you guys too much. and I love the ponies. We'll be right back. We'll wrap it up with race nine, uh, a $10,000 claimer at Colonial Downs. See you soon. Listen, we've all been there. You got a tight budget. You got everything planned out, then boom, something out of the blue happens that's costs. It feels like all of your money. It can be so stressful, but you know what can help ease the stress is if you pick up your phone, get in touch with your old friend Dave. Dave is the banking app that can help you get $500 instantly with extra cash. There's more money to fill your tank, buy a wedding gift, catch up on bills, whatever that surprise expense might be. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups. There's no interest and no credit check needed. 
Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and need some extra help, download Dave. Think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Talking to your computers, your tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's IPVanish.com SGP. If you're betting baseball, you have to check out WinBet and the reduced juice in baseball games. Makes them the best place to bet the MLB. Welcome back to the Notorious OTB. I hope you're all stimulated, titillated, even discombobulated a little bit. Who knows? I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to kink shame. We're back for race nine, the last leg of the pick four. It's an eight furlong turf race, a straight up, just straight ass up, straight up and down like six o'clock, 10K claimer. God bless you, Colonial Downs. It's not only having to do an SAT uh, uh, word problem, but uh, I'm going to let my guest here tell me how uh, how he's going to uh, bring this home and uh, make that money. Yeah, so this is one where uh, I, I think that there's a, a few horses. I think if you think too much about this, maybe you start to spread a little bit. Uh, but I, I think this horse really comes down to uh, the number six horse, Thurman Park, uh, nine to two, which is a pretty nice, I think, a very honest price on the morning line. Uh, this horse seems just to be in the right spot now. Uh, this horse should get the pace to run into, which at this distance is a little bit more important uh, than what we were talking about earlier with regards to uh, sprinting. Uh, there's a fair amount of early speed in this race. Uh, and so, uh, like I said, I just think uh, Thurman Park, the speed figures are all there, shipping in from Monmouth. Uh, and, you know, again, gets Caramanos aboard. We're projecting a pretty big day for him, but I, I, he has big days there. Uh, and this horse has also kind of slowly been dropping down in class a little bit as well. Uh, and so I think this is a kind of a nice level for where he's supposed to be, this kind of claimer 10,000. Uh, he's done well at that level in the past. And so uh, I think that's a, certainly a benefit there. So uh, has, has run actually at Colonia before. Interestingly, though, was that race was actually washed off the turf and actually was forced to run on the dirt, but ended up finishing second anyway. So he does have a little bit of experience at the track just in general in terms of being around it. So at 9-2, to two, I do like Thurman Park quite a bit. The other horse that I like in this spot is the 12, uh, Smile Brian, which is 
I uh, kind of a little bit of a long shot play at eight to one. This is a horse that is three for four winning at a mile. And this is a horse that has been routinely run longer than a mile, has been run at a mile and a 16th mile and an eighth recently. I think the cutback to eight furlongs in the, in the round mile will really help. Uh, the speed figures on this horse would indicate that he's right there with everybody else. He's got good early speed, but he absolutely can keep on. Uh, he doesn't need to lead, so it's not as if he needs to get out there uh, early, but he has l- enough tactical speed to clear a lot of horses from that outside post position. So uh, I really like the 12 uh, Smile Brian in this uh, to add a little bit of value uh, potentially to the picks. But uh, those are kind of the two that I'm going to go with in this particular race. Yeah, man. I So I don't know what it is. We just love all the same horses. Look at us. Hey, look at us. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. Because that was all over Thor- Thor- Thorman Park, too. Um, Smile Brian. So I didn't use Smile Brian, but actually I really like this horse. It's a horse that, uh, you know, me as a someone who plays a whole lot of Naira, uh, that was a, a really familiar name. It's a horse that's tried hard. It's a commodity at the claim box. Um yeah, I like that pick quite a bit, uh, especially with the uh, the eight to one. I'm not sure if that you know. I I wonder if it takes the New York money or if it or if it gets ignored. Mm-hmm. I could honestly see it going either way. Uh, quite yeah. honestly, because you're getting Derek Ryan as the as the trainer as opposed to having um you know uh let's see uh they had my Mike Maselli Baker yeah last time yeah it had yeah. what Bruce Levine uh, oh, yeah. Michael Maselli and then uh whew, he was on that. He was on that last summer Noda uh, barn yes. uh, energy uh, last year. Yeah. That's how I'm going to phrase it, energy. Um, <laughs> and then, see, I, I used, uh, so Thurman Park, but I also included uh, another Mary Epler horse that gets uh, Paco Lopez up, Backwoods Boogie, uh, six to one. Um, you know, peaked on the all-weather three back, might be cycling back up to a top performance. And I'm a sucker for horses coming off of all weather going to any other surface. I feel like they just get an auto pop off of that uh, in, in terms of uh, speed figures. Another horse that can win off the pace. And the last one I'm going to call out is the uh, the 11 Farley. I hope doesn't leave me living in a van down by the river. Um, another one <laughs> I, I'm hoping pops all weather to turf. Uh, another one, uh, you know, where he's got four or five career wins over the turf. And it's, you know, performed well against similar. I mean, everywhere that's been in a, a $10,000 claiming race, it's it's well represented itself. It, it, it isn't really just getting blown out or anything. So those are my three that I, I kind of use to, to finish it out. Yeah, I like that Farley play quite a bit. That was a horse I was really looking hard at as well. And I, I think I also like the the bump uh, from synth to the all weather to to usually turf, but even dirt, you know, we've seen that obviously with this year with rich strike, you know, we've seen that in big spots of moving from that synthetic to, uh, and that was, that wasn't just rich strike. That was a trend at Churchill in general. You saw a lot of turfway shippers doing really well at Churchill downs, uh, going from the synthetic to the dirt. So, uh, that's something, you know, as synthetic becomes more and more prevalent in horse racing, that's something people have to pay attention to. I know people have all sorts of thoughts about the tapita down in Gulfstream, uh, I love it because I've made a lot of money on it, but that's, right. uh, you know, but, but a lot of people haven't. So they, uh, but you know, that's something you just got to get more and more familiar and comfortable with. Uh, and, and you start to see those trends emerge. Yeah. It's uh it's funny. Cause I always think of, I think of every all weather track as having the exact same bias. And so when people can't quite figure it out, I'm like, but this does the same thing that every other doesn't matter <laughs> if it's the potpourri chips 
like they have at uh, at Woodbine and, and Gulfstream, or if it's the chopped up tires, the chopped up playground tires, like they have at, at Golden Gate or used to have at um, you know, at at Turfway, they got it at Prescott Isle Downs. I'm going to yeah. go ahead and give you a preview of a Kentucky Downs episode. Is look out for horses shipping in from uh, Prescott Isle Downs. They get Ooh. ignored on the board at Kentucky Downs. They pop off the all weather. Also, look for horses that are training at the Keeneland Training Track on the all weather. Oh, yeah. Yeah, love that. That's one. nice. I, I love that's a that's an angle I love to play. I love to look at where horses are training and what and and particularly what surface they're training on, uh, particularly maidens and like maiden claimers, like especially when they're trying a new surface down at Gulfstream. I love seeing that they've actually trained on the synthetic like once before. And that usually is a dead giveaway that the trainer is like, yep, like he saw something yep. and they're like, yep, this is it. And so you can usually catch a really nice price paying attention to that workout tab. Absolutely. So that is it. We've run through this pick for, let's go ahead. Let's sum them up. I'm going to read off Matthew's forum. It's a 50 cent base wager, $24 total. His pick four ticket, uh, first leg, the two, five, the second leg, the three, five, six, 11, the third leg, the one, three, five, and the final, the six, 12. I went with the, uh, the sexy James Brown single in the first, the two, uh with the five six seven eleven and then in the third leg with the one five eight and in the last leg with the six seven eleven also 50 cent base and that is 18 dollars total look we kept it thin i like it i like yeah. it thin is in thin is in with the tickets <laughs> we're projecting what we want to look like or maybe i'm yeah. just speaking for myself i'd like to you know take off a few summer pounds so we're going to go slim tickets as a way of visualizing that i mean i i'll tell you just slender slender well in shape you know young men who are well in shape that's pretty much all my vision board uh consists of <laughs> uh and i don't feel the need to explain that to anybody so <laughs> nor should you matthew you're a busy man what do you got going on right now uh yeah i got yeah always have something going on so people can find me on twitter at the handle at failed to menace which is my favorite horse racing note and uh, I always have something going on. So every week, Barry Spears, myself, Gino Bacola, we do a Friday morning live stream this week in Stable Duel where we give out kind of the best long shot plays uh, for a lot of tracks over the weekend that people can use in Stable Duel, but people can just use if you're just doing regular wagering as well. Uh, but we always try to give out horses that are five to one or higher on the morning line. So we're always trying to find prices uh, for people. Uh, have a couple podcasts out right now, one going over the late pick, uh, five at Belmont on Saturday. Uh, and, uh, and so, yeah, always have something. And listen, if you're on the road and if you're traveling around, uh, mm -hmm. I will be at the Haskell at Monmouth, uh, in a couple of weeks. So if you see a guy with a big nose and a little, uh, newsboy cap, uh, walking around, although that describes most of the Italians in New Jersey, nevertheless, uh, you can, you know, just walk up to me and, uh, I'll, I'll get you a drink and just say, Hey, uh, and I will be up at Saratoga for Whitney weekend. Uh, Very so nice. again, that should be a lot of fun. Uh, have some really close friends up there that I always stay with every year, which is nice. And, uh, seems like a lot of horse racing Twitter is going to be up there for, uh, the Whitney weekend as well. So just looking forward to that. Looking forward to seeing Jack Christopher life is good. So should be some great races and, uh, hope those of you listening are able to get out to your local track or maybe make a special trip to a big track, uh, for some of these big summer races. Or if you make it to Colonial Downs. Pay respects to my man, Shampoo. Well, I miss you, Shampoo. We miss you, Shampoo. And your grams, too. God bless it. <laughs> that...
Uh, man, so I'm glad you mentioned the Haskell. The Haskell is one of my favorite of the win in your ends because um, my first ever like big score in horse racing was a cross country pick four that was let's say cross country, but it was Saratoga to Monmouth, and uh, <laughs> it uh, it ended in the Haskell uh, with Gervin. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, so that I mean that I say my first like big score. It wasn't a life changing, but it was like a, a month brightening uh, kind of score. Um, you know, uh, so I I that's love. Always love that race because of it. Saratoga. I I mean I claim Oakland by I to be quite honest. Saratoga is probably my favorite course, but we could not miss this opportunity to get the 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 local guy in here uh, who's going to be my fellow beat writer writing about yes. the uh, the Virginia Armada. Which come on, an Armada. An armada, you think far too highly of yourself. How many doubloons did it take for you to buy that fucking thing? That's why we got Commodore Barry, the horse, to to you know move yeah. forward with our Virginia Armada. You know, we're we're living back in the 1800s with this. But uh yeah, listen, uh, it'll be a lot of fun. I mean, I've you I know you're doing the Arkansas attack, right? That's the Arkansas yeah. attack, and yeah. uh and so doing the major league football for sports gambling podcast network. So we're excited about doing that. That should be a lot of fun and yeah. uh Got a couple of games. We might have to have a friendly wager when the two teams uh, face off against each other. Oh, absolutely. Listen, because the name attack doesn't necessitate uh, epaulets on anybody's jacket or anything <laughs> like like the Armada. But it looks it looks like it's going to be a fun matchup. And man, that is that is it for us on the Notorious OTB for this week. We got you Barry Spears earlier. We got Matthew DeSantis in the illustrious Three Timers Club, the only one with Diamond Elite status uh, next week. I am going to be previewing every single day of Saratoga opening weekend. We are talking four episodes. Uh, we're going to have all sorts of people. I'm not going to throw out names because plans change sometimes, and I don't want to shame anybody uh, if they do have to cancel on me. Uh, not publicly, at least. But that is it for us on the Notorious OTB, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Uh, enjoy Colonial Downs. Hit this pick four, and uh, really, that's that's all I got for here, except for, I don't know. No, that's it. That's it. I changed my mind. We'll catch you next time. We're out.